Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Now hold on to your hats. If you don't wear a hat, your toupee, your hairpiece, your curlers, whatever else. Final quarter, 25 flat. That's about as quick as I've ever seen since I've been calling. 25 flat. Wow. That was Dan Malecki a couple of starts ago after calling Captain Ravishing when he smashed them at uh, Ballarat. First run for Emma Stewart. Chris Barsby, good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Is it hard for you <laughs> calling Leap to Fame, loving the horse, and or what are you going to do in the derby? No, I think Leap to Fame can get him, Steve. Uh, like I keep saying, um, I think uh, Grant Dixon took a lot away from that uh, race last week. The heat, this is the main one, obviously. This is the final. That's what he's there for. Uh, looking to become the first horse since Captain Joy to win the three major derbies along the east coast of Australia since Captain Joy back in 2009. I'm sure the shades are going to go back on tomorrow night. That'll have him sharp. Distance is going to be right up his alley. I think it's going to be a lot more genuine tempo. So... Uh, you know, as much as we can get caught up in the hype of Captain Ravishing, you can make a really good case for Leap to Fame. So I still think the Queenslander is the horse to beat tomorrow night. And did he just tweak that gear, Chris, you were referring to, with that headgear going back on? Well, I I'm waiting for those uh, gear changes to be uh, printed somewhere, but I still haven't seen them. But uh, I I'm sure they've got to go back on tomorrow night. He went around in the open bridle last week, so I'm sure they'll have the, the shades on tomorrow night. That'll just have him a bit more switched on, a little bit more focused and... Uh, it's going to be a real race tomorrow night. It's mm. going to be really exciting. Oh, it is. It's just a wonderful card, Chris. And I know um, you spoke yesterday with Matty Young about one of uh, WA's established harness stars, and he returns tonight. And I'm sure you're keen to ask Jared about some of the best back runners there at Gloucester Park. Yeah, absolutely. This is a good race tonight. And there's some really good odds about some really good horses in that race, given the dominance of Magnificent Storm, who is fresh up. We're talking about race five tonight at Gloucester Park, the Group 2 Mount Eden Sprint. And Magnificent Storm is $1.40, Labrajo $4. Then we go to $8 about Gambit, $8.50 Jumping Jack Mac. And then you're getting odds like uh, $18 about Hurricane Harley. Minstrel, who's a Fremantle Cup winner, $51. And then you're getting out to some really long odds. So he's got a, uh, a real stranglehold on this market, Magnificent Storm. And he's got the right draw, so he's expected to score here, $1.40. Jared Daffy from Tab is with us right now. Jared, good morning. Good morning, Chris. There has been a pretty concerted push for Magnificent Stormy. Open 155, spent a fair portion of yesterday at 145, this morning $1.40. Uh, excuse me, you're quite right. You're getting some big odds, some of these other horses. Leverage over the second pick at $4 out from 380. Uh, but uh, to be honest, there's no interest in anything else apart from that favourite. Okay, one-way traffic there with Magnificent Storm. That's race five. Let's turn our attention to Melton tomorrow night. Massive program coming through. The Grand Circuit feature is Race 8, the Victoria Cup. And this is a good quality lineup, as you would expect. Better Eclipse, 340. Expensive Ego, current favourite, 270. Supreme Dominator, the Emergency, $61. Rock and Roll Do, 5. Honolulu Bay, 650. Like a Wildfire, 21. Torrid Saint, he's $61. Copy that, 18. Bulletproof Boy, 81. Mac Dan, 51. Triple Eight, 26. Max Shard, 81. Max Delight, $81. So expensive ego, the favourite. He's at 270. Where's the money going? 
Now, I don't know whether there can be an upset here, but uh, once again, you're getting some big prices, uh, you know, well-performed horses. But the top two, uh, whilst they do dominate the market price-wise, are both drifters. Better Eclipse, 3 out to 340. Expensive Ego, an even bigger drifter, 225 out to 270. The ones behind them in the market, Chris, they are the ones that punters want to be with. Number four, Rock and Roll Do, 750 now into $5.00. And the other one is Honolulu Bay, drawn beside it in Barrier 5, 9.50 into 6.50. So, as you would expect, it's a really, really competitive betting race. But interesting that uh, the early money is shying away from the two fives and they're preferring uh, the four and the five. Do you think there's a possibility Expensive Ego could get around or closer to $3 by jump time tomorrow night? I think the answer to that's yes. Uh, he touched $2.80 last night, and there was a, a couple of handy bets came through, but but nothing significant. I mean, have a look down through this field, and, and understandably, it's a massive, massive betting race. Uh, Better Eclipse is the other one that's that's on the drift big time, but uh, the support for those other two has been pretty uh, relentless, and I think... Um, Maybe Rock and Roll do, do might even shorten a little bit further, but it's quite possible Expensive Ego will touch $3. Okay. The Derby is race six. Simply Sam, 34. Just a little sip, 41. Codename Marcus, 126. Bet on the Tiger at 101. Leap to Fame, 290. Major Perry, 18. Kafaji, 81. Catch away of the emergency, $12. Rip, 11. Captain Ravishing Favourite, dollar eighty. Can't find a better man, 19. He's a son of a gun, 51. Interest-free, 34. Is it a race in two? Yes. In a nutshell, uh, 260 out to 290 uh, for Leap to Fame. And the other one, uh, Captain Ravishing, $2. He got into $1.90, got back out to $1.95, back into $1.80. I'm, I'm not sure whether that's a true reflection of their chances here, Chris, but this horse has just commanded so much attention in the media. The whole world are talking about him, probably more so people who don't normally follow harness racing. You know, we've seen it before with a few uh, down the last couple of seasons, and uh, he's going to start favourite, uh, irrespective of what people think, and uh, he might even shorten up a little bit tomorrow. Okay, so a dollar eighty currently, that may be value because uh, he might get a little shorter. What about a horse like Rip? We expected so much of him during our Tab Constellations back in July. He didn't live up to it, but he's run last week in the heat. He was beaten a short half head behind Major Perry. It was phenomenal. Has there been any sort of specking for him this week? Good run, wasn't it, because he had to make a long, sustained run, but no, uh, he's $11. Catch a wave is 12 Look, they're there. Uh, I suppose in saying that, Chris, they're probably overpriced on what they are capable of, but you know that you know the boogies just know what's going to happen with this market, and you know, it's probably not beyond the realms that either of those two horses get to an even bigger quote tomorrow, just with that sustained support for the favourite. Okay, so it's all about Captain Ravishing for the Derby, the Oaks's Race Nine. And this is going to be a, a high-quality contest as well. Relentless Me, 15. Elegant, 18. Penelante, $8. In Cypher, $2. Star Celebrity, 26. Just Hope, 650. Beach Life, 23. Amore Vita at 650. Miss Chantilly, 34. Wendy's Wish, 101. Soho Historia, 11. Talk Time, 51. Joe and Joe, 81. Emma Stewart's going to play a really strong role in this Victoria Oak. She's got the favourite in Cypher. $2 currently. Yeah, uh, I was interested to see which way punters would go here. Now, Incipher did open $2. Um, 
that quickly disappeared. No big bets, but just a, a little stream. And I think, once again, the bookies are just looking for a trend and, and move with that trend. But it subsequently dried up. So in Cypher, is back out to $2. It's the stable mate, or one of the stable mates that uh, they've taken the big price here. Number three, Petion. Uh, it opened at $14.00. See, it was eight fifty when I made a note of these last night. Well, it's into eight dollars today, so that's a fairly decent move. It's eight dollars a win, two dollars thirty a play. So, if you're looking for something to back, uh, to back to beat the favourite, that might well be the one at the eight and two thirty. But outside of that, it's been a pretty stable market. Okay, it's full favourite. Uh, they're looking at number three to win the Victoria Oaks there. Uh, tomorrow night. Let's have a look at race seven. This is the uh, the big Bill Collins sprint for the Trotters, and this is a good race as well. Nephew of Sunoco, 26. Sundon's Courage, 34. Have Horse Will Travel, 23. Just Believe, 6. Uh, Branlow Prince, the Emergency, 81. Olivici at 280. All cashed up, 26. Parisian RT, 16. Mufasa Metro, 11. Queen Alita at 260. Aldebaran Zeus, $12. I've noticed, Jared, this gap is getting smaller between Olivici and Queen Alita. Queen Alita favourite just 260 over Olivici, 280. Yeah, rather strange betting race. Now, when the market first went up on Wednesday, Olivici was $2.70. Queen Alita was 360 so there was a decent gap there. But uh, the 360 didn't last long for Queen Alita. She got as short as, uh, what did I write down here? Or oh, 260 that's the shortest she's been right now. That saw Olavici get from two seventy out to three thirty. Now he started to toughen up again, back into two dollars eighty. Obviously, with uh, with the two faves pretty solid in the market, some of these others have gone out the gate. Older Baron Zeus seven fifty to twelve. Um, Mafasa Metro eight fifty out to eleven. Uh, there's uh, and just believe the other one that's in the market price wise, but there's no interest in it, has been five dollars out to six. So, I think in summing up. Chris, punters view it as a two-horse race with a pretty strong preference for number 10, Queen Alita, uh, which has been 360 into 260. OK, so Queen Alita is the market mover in that uh, trotting feature tomorrow night. Race 7, the Bill Collins Sprint. Uh, one of the other highlights, one of many tomorrow night at Melton, is Race 3, the Make Mine Colour. This race for the Phillies and Mares, and it features the return to racing of Ladies in Red, a last start feature race winner here in Brisbane, taking out the Rising Sun, She's at $1.40. Her stable mate, Tough Tilly, $4.850 for Treachery. Also a stable mate. Are they launching into ladies in red? Not really. Uh, $1.40. Got to $1.45. There was money for Tough Tilly, which I'll get to in a sec. Just back into $1.40. So it, it's remained pretty much where it was to start with. Tough Tilly opened $5, quickly got into $4. It's unmoved since then. And the other one you touched on, Treachery, is is already a mover outwards, 750 out to 850 So there's no real positive lead for ladies in red, but there's been enough interest there in Tough Tilly to suggest that perhaps um, the early shoppers think there could be an upset on the cards. Okay. Race four tomorrow night, the home field for the three-year-old trotters. And this promises to be a really good contest as well. There's three really exciting types here. Harry Stamp, a current favourite, drawn the ace at two twenty-five. Plymouth Chubb, he's at two dollars eighty, and Cravash Door four forty. They're the three big players in the betting here. Which way is the money going? Well, there's only one big player in the betting, Harry Stamper, three forty. So he was the equal second favourite with Cravash uh, uh, Door when the markets went up. Plymouth Chubb was the favourite three twenty. He's into two twenty-five. A few moves 
got him into where he is. Uh, the others have sort of held their place because the roughies are all getting right out. Plymouth Chubb, 280. Uh, Kravish Door at 440, as you mentioned. But um, uh, if you follow the money trail, and uh, we've got to be with Harry Stamper here. It's a tricky uh, trip, that one, as well. It's 1720, isn't it? Mm. That's an all-important lead-up for their uh, Victoria Trotters derby, which is not too far away. Race five, this is the race named after your favourite horse, Poppy Aram. It's the free-for-all. Some would say the consolation of the Victoria Cup. The favourite here, Tango Tara, he's at 350. Uh, others in the mix here, we've got 550 Phoenix Prince, $6 Our Millionaire, 750 Supreme Dominator, $9 Longfellow. Can you give us a lead here? Certainly can. Tango Tara was a fair way down the food chain when these markets first went up, $7. It's now the $3.50 favourite. The one drawn beside it, Crime Writer, has had a, a, a sprinkling of support at a big price, 51 into 12. So it's basically a quarter of what it was uh, when the markets first went up on Wednesday. The ones in the, in the other ones in the market right down the bottom there have all been pretty decent drifters, Chris. Supreme Dominator, 550 to 750. Phoenix Prince, 460 to 550. Our Millionaire, 460 to 6. And Longfellow, uh, 750 out to eight uh, to $9. The last three there being Emma Stewart runners. But that's a pretty good push for Tango Tara, 7 into 350. Yeah, strong money tango, Tara. Specking for Crime Rider as well. Race 10 tomorrow night. This is the homegrown classics for the two-year-olds, and this one is for the, uh, the Colts and Geldings. And uh, it's a race in two. The Lost Storm, who's unbeaten, $1.80 for Emma Stewart. School Captain's the other one, given a really good chance. Two twenty-five drawn the inside gate. Can you give us a lead here? Yeah, School Captain. Uh, the Lost Storm, 160 out to 180. No takers yet, but uh, whilst that's been going on, school captain has been three thirty, now into two dollars twenty five. So, probably one of the better moves there tomorrow night. Race ten, number one, school captain. Okay, and the two year old Phillies feature is race eleven. Uh, Alicia and Jay, a dollar sixty five. MJB four sixty. They're the two major players. And Alicia and Jay, decent move outwards, one thirty five out to one sixty five. Kind of tells me that maybe the 135 was just way, way too short. MJB is the one. Uh, they took the $10. They took the 6 It's now into $4.60. But I'll just note that uh, there are no takers at the 460 So the market, as it is now, Chris, is probably pretty accurate as to where it'll be tomorrow night. Alicia and Jay, the fave at 165 a drifting, drifting fave. And MJB, number two, has been 10 into 460 Okay, and the free-for-all at Albion Park tomorrow night is race nine. Just the six runners, but this is going to be an intriguing battle early. Tactics are going to be all important. Will the Wizard 310, Lilac Flash 31, Tommy Lincoln 14, Cruz Bromac 260, Subtle Delight 61, and Turn It Up favourite at 230. Is there any sort of lead here? No, not really. I think punters are treating this one with a great deal of caution. Will the Wizard 290 out to 310. The only little move has been for Cruz Bromac, opened at 270 into 260, but it wasn't a lot of money, and turned it up unmoved at $2.30. So whilst there's only six runners, three fairly closely priced together, and uh, they're keeping their powder dry on this one, I think, the punters. All right. Well, let's build a multi for the weekend. I think we've got several options. So far away. We have. Well, we're going to kick off at Gloucester Park tonight. Race five, number one, Magnificent Storm. Uh, Melton tomorrow night. Race four, number one, Harry Stamper. Race five, number three, Tango Tara. 
And we'll throw in race 10, number one, school captain. So there's four there. Race five, number one, Magnificent Storm tonight, Gloucester Park. The other three at Melton. Race four, number one, Harry Stamper. Race five, number three, Tango Tara. And race 10, number one, school captain. Okay, and Steve, is there one for tomorrow? Oh, look, I've been raving about this horse for ages. I think she'll win tomorrow in New Zealand, the Group 1, Chris, at Matter Matter Race 9, 11, La Creek, $3.10. But if you, for a multi-purpose, maybe you just want to throw her in for the place. She won't miss a place. She's $1.35. No, we'll go the jugular. Go the jugular. Oh, okay, but 9, 11 in New Zealand uh, tomorrow, Matter yeah, Matter, uh, the Group 1. The Creek. Yep. That'll do us. That'll do us. Jared, as always, really appreciate the time. Uh, just quickly before I let you go, I'm putting you on the spot. Eureka slot holders were announced during the week. That market's been up for next year's feature. Has there been any sort of change uh, following the announcement of the slot holders this week? Uh, there hadn't been when I had a look yesterday. It's still a fair way away, isn't it? Uh, I'll just have yeah, an update Yeah, 2nd of September. It's a decent time to wait. Uh, well, there has. Captain Ravishing and Leap to Fame. Now, we put them up at $7 each or two. They're both $4 now. Obviously, everything else has blown right out like a north wind. But, um, yeah, interesting, isn't it? Captain Ravishing and Leap to mm. Fame, seven into four. Yep, there you go. There you go. And then that might even shorten, uh, depending on who comes out tomorrow night uh, on tomorrow top night. of the Victoria Derby. Yeah. That will. Uh, enjoy uh, the weekend. We'll be chatting next week. All right. Thank you, guys. There's Jared Daffy from... You can check out those prices by going to the website tab.com.au and you can find all of the harness racing markets. And don't forget as well that they've got a big day coming up on Sunday in New Zealand as we get closer to the New Zealand Cup. Methven Cup Day coming up on Sunday. Self-assured, Spankham, South Coast, Arden, all of those big-name horses stepping out on Sunday. That's a stand start, so make sure you check it out. Tab will have their markets coming up in the next uh, couple of hours or so for those features on the weekend. Chris, before you talk to Kate Bart, just maybe think of it again this morning when I replayed with Jimmy Jakes announcing that he's going to finish up calling in a few weeks and we played that classic smoking up call. We really need a head we need a horse like that, don't we? Like your blacks are fake or you're smoking up. We just need something, you know, a real headliner there in harness racing at the yeah. moment. There's not really one at the moment, is there? Could it potentially be Leap to Fame or Captain Ravishing? We'll wait and see. Well, we can only hope, Steve. That's what we need. You need that headline act. Uh, Ladies in Red is certainly attracting plenty of headlines, but she's still very young into her career. She's only a four-year-old. So, yeah, a, a, a sport or an industry always needs that pin-up performer. And, uh, you know, we've got plenty of talent, but we don't have that standout horse right now. So, hopefully, um, you know, something can put their hand up in the next, uh, you know, couple of months and say, I'm here for the long haul and uh, we've got something to, uh, you know, really hitch our wagon mm. to. Absolutely. Kate's with us. Well, we've got one here in Queensland, Steve. Black's a dance. He's the current track record holder. Uh, he's getting set for the, uh, the Lensmith Mile. He's actually going to trial between races today. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of uh, trial they give Black Sedance today. So he's going to go around between races six and seven today. But he's our headline act right now in Queensland with the times that he can run. Kate Butt from Albion Park is online with us now. Kate, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Big program tomorrow night, 11 races, and uh, it, it's quite a hard program as well. There's a few difficult races to assess. Yeah, most definitely. We've got 11 um, races tomorrow night, so... Certainly is a big night of racing, but um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a pretty um, competitive. Obviously, the races are quite hard to, to work through. So um, yeah, I think it'd be a great night's racing. 
Okay. And we've got uh, Great Queensland flavour at Melton tomorrow night. Uh, all eyes are going to be on the monitors here trackside. And there'll be plenty cheering on Leap to Fame as he tries to uh, claim that Victoria derby and, uh, you know, turn the result on, on Captain Ravshing from last week. Yeah, I know that too. Um, sensational horses, aren't they? And they've had a, like, especially last week, they had a nice um, battle up the straight. So I'm really looking forward to that race tomorrow night. And, of course, we'll be live on our um, TVs in the Creek Bar and Paces and Chases. And, obviously, Queenslanders, we want uh, Leap to Fame to win. But, yeah, it'll be just great to see some great horse flesh out there. And we wish uh, the Queenslanders best of luck. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and before you know it, the summer carnival is going to be rolling around here. As far as those that are looking to uh, organise end-of-year parties, if they want to have it here at the Creek, how do they go about contacting you? Yeah, just feel free to contact me. You can contact me on the website or just via um, our socials. So we actually have quite a few Christmas parties already booked in, so it's going to be a um, busy uh, two months on track from November onwards, but we're looking forward to it. All right, excellent. What is your best bet coming through tomorrow night? Best bet actually comes up in race two, number three, Rocks or Diamonds. So I'm going to go each way for this guy. He's been a model of consistency, only missing a place once in the last seven starts. So um, trainer Brian McCall's doing a great job with him, and Justin Elkins aboard again. So, yeah, look, look for that one to be my best of the night. Okay, so race two, number three, Rocks or Diamonds. Hopefully it is the latter tomorrow night. Yes, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> AK, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Awesome. See you then. Thanks, Chris. There's Kate Butt, Communications and Membership Manager for Albion Park, uh, outlining what's coming up tomorrow night. So 11 races here. Big night. Queensland flavour and Victoria as well with that uh, big meeting at Melton. And all eyes will be on the monitors cheering on Leap to Fame as he chases another big Group 1 classic there. He's already won the New South Wales and Queensland derby, trying to claim the Victoria derby as well. And he's a terrific chance, no question about that. Time now to get all the other uh, thoughts of our experts on. Darren Clayton joins us each and every Friday. Ryan Spice joins us each and every Friday. And both guys are with us now. Gems, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. Morning, yeah. guys. Yeah. How's it going to play out, Ryan? You're the... You're the expert in regards to speed maps and so on. If you were driving Leap to Fame, how do you drive Leap to Fame to beat Captain Ravishing? Uh, Steve, I think Grant's got to just work his way to the front in the first 1,000 metres and then try and turn it into a brutal staying contest from there. Darren, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's the same. I agree 100% with what you've said, Chris. I think uh, Grant learned a lot last week. And let's not forget in Queensland, when he won the Queensland Derby, the week before he got rolled by um, Can't Find a Better Man in the South East Derby, there was never any real concern going in the following week. And, and he duly won in emphatic style. I think he does the same again. And I can confirm, Chris, um, that gear change has come through. Dolly Varden's are on. Mm, that's a significant gear change for Leap to Fame tomorrow night. Ryan, I'll ask this question. Just on Captain Ravishing, is there any any lingering doubt about him running a solid 2,760 metres? Chris, there has to be a lingering doubt because we just haven't seen it. He's been able to pretty much produce these amazing 53 last halves off slow tempos. Grant can't let that happen this week, and I'm sure he won't. Mm. Uh, the other one that surprised me in a, in a way last week out of the heats was, was Rip. I asked Jerry just before if there was any sort of specking for him. He was enormous last week, but that was probably a tease because he, he, he was expected to deliver so much during our tab constellations and he just didn't live up to the hype. But 
that was the real rip last week. And if they do go hard here tomorrow night, maybe he could be the uh, the, the blowout chance. Yeah, no doubt, Chris. Um, it was really good to see that horse produce over the long trip. Uh, they did sort of dawdle home in 29-1, but if they these two favourites go to war, without a doubt, Rip is a blowout chance. Right. Now, what about the Victoria Cup, Darren? What are your thoughts on this race? Expensive Ego is the favourite, but he is drifting. Have you got a fancy for the uh, the Grand Circuit feature? Yeah, I was, ha- I was happy enough to be with Expensive Ego, Chris. I thought... Um, He's come back. He's one run back since the Miracle Mile. I thought was really good. Um, he gets that that good gate, and you know, albeit a couple of runs there where he just probably wasn't at his best. This horse is, has probably been the, the dominant horse in the past twelve months. You'd, you take out the fact he got he was first past the post in the Inner Dominion final, lost that on protest. He was first past the post. I think in the Shepparton Cup, and then, and then he's lost that, and a few others just in between where he just sort of went off the boil. I thought he's come back really well, probably gets to the front, and, and from there, Luke McCarthy has all the options, and, and he's just as effective off a helmet as he is in front. So um, just for, from that perspective, I think, especially that this is the 2200 too, it's, um, you know, it's not the longer trip, it's not a mile, so just that in between, I'm happy to be with Expensive Ego. Okay, so you're with number two there. Ryan, I'm, I'm fascinated in your thoughts on the Victoria Cup. Looks fairly open for, from my point of view. Yeah, Chris, I couldn't split the three big guns in the betting in the shape of Better Eclipse, Expensive Ego and Rock and Roll Do. Um, I'm going to wait and try and back uh, Better Eclipse late. And my rationale is that we just know he's going to get a peg line trip. So if he gets a split at him late, I think he can certainly be the one. And he really is building an extent, building an outstanding career record is Better Eclipse. Okay. Uh, and, and just quickly, I think I know the answer to this question. The Victoria Cup, should it be 2,700 metres, this feature? Yes. Darren? I think all, well, the majority, unless they're, you know, like the Miracle Mile, I think most of the, the races should be over the longer trip. It, it probably does hold itself in, in good stead in that it, it is one of those ones in the middle. But, yeah, I, I would prefer the, the longer races. OK. Ryan, I've got to ask, is your best bet coming through at Melton for the weekend or are we going elsewhere? Yeah, Chris, I'm keen at Melton. Race four, number one, Harry Stamper. He's been the market mover so far. This trotter is trained by Joe Pace and driven by James Herbertson. Comes up with the ace draw. He's got really a really good turn of foot. I think he can, whichever way things pan out, whether he leads or sits on Plymouth Chubb, I think he's the one. Okay, so the New South Wales Derby winner is your selection there. Harry Stamper, he's got wicked change-up speed, Harry Stamper. So that's your best bet for the weekend, race four, number one. And as Jared outlined, there's been really good support for him already. So race four, number one, the best bet. I'll ask this question of you, Darren. There's a possibility that you know I'll be late who won that uh, feature here on Tuesday. He's going to go down for a shot of the Victoria Trotters derby. So he'll be going up against the likes of Harry Stamper, Plymouth Chubb, Kribbevash Dorf. How do you think he'll measure up the Queenslander? Yeah, I... I've really been taken with his performances, Chris. That win two starts back in the in the Springboard Series, um, he ran 56 and change his last 800 out in front. Now, you know, I've gone back through some some of the big trotting races we've had in Queensland, open horses included. 
very few trotters in Queensland break 57 their last 800 metres. So um, that puts him in really good stead just overall um, against all comers. And, you know, back to his three-year-old, he'll definitely, um, he'll know he's in a race, that's for sure. He won't get it the way he's had it up here in, the, in his last few. But, geez, he's a, he's a big rangy type and, and I think he's got plenty of potential. Um, and... Will he join the Emma Stewart stable or will Pete and Chantel take him? Because they've already set up Susan is her name down with uh, with the Emma Stewart stable and she was a really impressive winner first up down there for them. I think she'll be joining her stable, mate. I think uh, he's set to join the stables of Emma Stewart if they go down for a shot at the Victoria Derby. So I'll have that confirmed across the weekend, but it's looking more and more likely that he'll go south and he'll join the stables of Emma Stewart. You know I'll be late, so we'll watch with interest there. We're keen to get your thoughts, guys, on this free-for-all tomorrow night at Albion Park. I've just gone through that market earlier. Will the Wizard 310, Cruz Bromac 260, turn it up 230. Ryan, firstly, who do you think will lead this free-for-all tomorrow night? Chris, I found it quite a confusing race um, to map and to sort out the tempo. I think one thing's for sure, Cruz Bromac and turn it up are two of the quickest beginners in the nation. Do they both scream out or does just Cruz Bromac sail across and Shane goes back and comes with one run? Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. But what I am certain of is that Will the Wizard, Cruz Bromac and turn it up, run top three. Mm. He was awesome last week, Darren. Will the Wizard, the sectionals, he would have run over the last half. He's been, uh, it's been a real mixed bag for him, hasn't it, Chris, this campaign? He just, that said, though, he hasn't really drawn a decent gate. He finally lands a marble here. He, the amount of ground he made up last week from back in the pack, um, he was still last at the 400 or close enough to, and he really sailed home. He's broke 54 and 27, his last 800-400 splits, which is low flying. And um, I'm, I'm a bit with Ryan here. It's, it's just really hard to work work it out. I thought turn it up would just cruise, like fly the arm like we know he can and take it up. I think... If they go back, there's a, a real chance that there's then no tempo in the race because Cruz Bromac could possibly be left out in front. So, um, yeah, it really is confusing um, from a mapping perspective. And Will the Wizard, he's got good speed off the arm, but he doesn't have the speed to match either Turn It Up or Cruz Bromac. So just whether he can burrow through enough just to, to let the one he wants to let go, I guess. But uh, it's very mm. hard to work out. But I've got Will the Wizard on top either way. Okay, yeah, that promises to be a very intriguing race there, in particular the way it sets up tactically. One of the other highlights tomorrow night at Albion Park is race two. This is a really deep sort of MO-type field here. Uh, several in-form runners. Uh, you've got the likes of Glen Letty Boy, Rocks or Diamonds, Tizza Sizzler, Swayze's in form, and then you've got Cashed Up, who's fresh up, getting set for that New South Wales Breeders' Challenge. I think he's got the semi-final coming up next week. Uh, so... This is going to be a very competitive race. Yeah, sure is. And um, I, I've got Rocks of Diamonds on top. I, I really like this horse. He's just so consistent. He never runs a bad race. His last start here, he sat parked outside Love Your Work. They've gone 50.9 the mile. He was only beaten nine metres. That was an enormous effort. Um, he's got early speed. He's got closing speed. He's a really versatile type. But Tiz a Sizzler, um, I heard your interview yesterday with Daryl Graham. He's certainly... Um, you know, he's a very good horse, but with his issues, how far he, he can make it. 
Um, and cashed up, I think, is the, is the big query, being first up into this race. But um, he brings some pretty strong winner carnival form into this type of race. So uh, it is a deep race, and, and it's rocks or diamonds for me. Um, how do you see it playing out, Ryan? Uh, Darren, I'm in the same boat, mate. I think Roxel Diamonds can be first to the fence, and then Justin Elkins has got options. He can release to the Sizzler if he wants to. From there, I think they run the Quinella, and hopefully I'll be siding with Roxel Diamonds as well. Okay, well, that form line is strong, as you said there, Darren. Uh, parked out uh, side of Love Your Work, and Love Your Work has since won a free-for-all uh, since that victory, so it certainly stacks up there for Roxel Diamonds. But that is a, a strong race, race number two tomorrow night coming through. Where do we find your best bet tomorrow night, Darren? Uh, it comes up in race six, Chris, and um, number three, Parama. He was he was a nomination for that race, race two, and he's probably pretty stiff to miss out. He's got uh, uh, two wins in his last four starts. Um, it was a really good win in a similar type race to what he meets tomorrow night. That was over 2,100. He, he claimed that by uh, 15 metres. Um, I, I think he's going well enough and finds an easy enough race that he can capitalise. Race six, number three, Parama. Okay, so race six, number three, Parama, your best bet. Uh, quaddy, uh, main quaddy tomorrow night, races five, six, seven and eight. Throw some numbers my way, please. Yeah, in that first leg, I've got the numbers one, two, three and four. The winner comes out of one of those, I thought. Um, well, Harkin Dream, she's been really good. Her last couple gets the options here. Um... Number four, Jendon Strike. She's going really well. Thought last week might have been her last run in Queensland. Uh, um, but she, here she is, lines up again. Um, Uptown Beach Girl going really well. Probably gets first across to the pegs. And Molly's Marielle, another mare that's absolutely flying. So one, two, three, four in the first. The second leg, race six. Happy to go one out with number three, Parama. Like I mentioned, he's my best bet. I thought uh, he's really hard to beat there. Third leg, race seven. That's a really tricky race, this one, I thought. Um, I've got number nine, Blackjack Bart, on top. Um, big concern, though. He's approaching 18 months since he last tasted victory, which um, I always have a few concerns over. Number two, Maywin Troubadour. He's probably your leader. Uh, and number eight, Recipe for Dreaming. He's going well enough. And number seven, Geldof. He went really well last time out at Marburg, made good ground. And in the last leg, race number eight, that's a mare's qualifier there. I've got number five, Vindicate, on top. I uh, thought she finds the right race to, to cash in here. First time in Queensland, she takes on only the mares, and she's won a couple. Throw in number three, only once bitten. Back in the draw will suit this mare. She's going really well for Tim Butt, as is most of his team. Uh, and number 10, Debutante Party. Um, three runs now in Queensland have all been in these mares' qualifiers. Um, just needs the right trip, and she won't be too far away. Okay, so repeating your quaddy numbers tomorrow night. One, two, three, four, three only, two, seven, eight, nine, and we bring it home with numbers three, five, and ten. That's the early thoughts on the quaddy tomorrow night at Albion Park. Uh, Ryan, do you have any early fancies for Albion Park tomorrow night? Uh, Chris, I saw Molly's Marielle in the mayor's race. She could stamp out a big mile on the front end. So her and a huck and dream will be looking to back both and hopefully get a result. Okay, so that's race five, numbers one and three there. Uh, the dashboard, uh, Darren, is that up and running on the RQ website? 
Yeah, certainly is. Um, got a few words there on rocks or diamonds and vindicate best bets, quaddies and exotic races and um, driver to follow tomorrow night, Adam Sanderson. He's got a really strong book tomorrow night. I be, wouldn't be surprised if he could pick up pick up a bag full. He's got Cardles from Heaven who was back in winning form on Tuesday and finds a similar type race tomorrow. Uh, tis, he's got Tizza Sizzler, he's got Flow Rider, Blackjack Bart, Only Once Bitten, Cocky Malk in the trotters and he does have a couple of others there that certainly can show up in the money as well so big night possibly for adam sanderson okay so that's all available via the rq website so just repeating darren's best bet is race six number three parama kate butt's best bet race two number three rocks or diamonds and ryan is going to melton tomorrow night for their huge program he's coming up with harry stamper in the home field the three-year-old trot so that's race four number one so they're our three best bets for the weekend, uh, we've got the dashboard up and available on the RQ website as we speak. As far as weekend winners is concerned, uh, we were chatting with Lockie Manselman and Leonard Kane. Both have a number of drives coming through at Ellibian Park tomorrow night. 11 in total, we start at 5.40. So it's going to be a huge weekend. Uh, plenty of interest at Ellibian Park, but a lot of eyes on Milton tomorrow night. So we're both going for Leap to Fame tomorrow night. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm, I'm really keen that uh, he can he can bounce back. And um, Grant's done. He knows the big races, and he knows this horse really well. So um, I'm I'm very keen to stick with him. Okay, he won it back in 2018 with Cold 31. So you're with Leap to Fame as well, Ryan. Yeah, Chris, give him strength. But I would urge punters if they were keen to back him, hold fire and wait to the last 10 minutes before jump. Um, fingers crossed uh, the good horse can make it three derbies. Just on that gear change, yeah. Chris, can you just explain to our listeners why Grant, or, or if you can explain, Darren, why you would have left that off last week, that gear? It's probably... Um, it just sharpens them up a little bit, Steve, in, in that um, they, they're sort of nearly like a half blinker and um, just a, a half cup there and um, he would have been able to have a good look around at Milton. That was his first visit there. So um, it, it, it will give him the opportunity to just um, learn a little bit in how the horse is travelling. And then this week he puts them back on and just sharpens him up the same way as sort of a blinkers or a hood do. But um, not all horses require that full piece of headgear. And uh, I think Chris would probably seen it enough times when they, when they get added to a horse of, of how well it can sharpen them up. Yeah, similar to the blinkers of the thoroughbreds or winkers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's 8.33, that race. Uh, so that's, what, 7.33 our time with daylight savings? So that's prime time, isn't it, Steve? Perfect time. Yeah. yeah. Too right. Too right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the weekend. We'll have plenty to talk about next week. Thanks, guys.